Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. As always, I am your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, and massive professional wrestling fan. I love wrestling. It's been a little different here with the no fans and arenas. And I know WWE, they got a residency at the Amway Center. So it appears that you're going to start seeing, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you're going to start seeing WWE present themselves like the NBA with digital fans and the scoreboards and all of that. I think that is needed. I think the NBA has created a model right now that you just need to take it and go implement it if you're doing any sort of entertainment because it's working and it's effective. So I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for, you know, I think AEW has, you know, been stellar throughout all this, the way they have displayed their product. It's really, really been stellar and I've really been enjoying it. And ever since I've been back in the hobby, really, I used to spend some of my free time, you know, digging into old archives, watching old NWA, old New Japan pro wrestling footage, stuff I just never seen. And as a matter of fact, I'm thinking about this right now. I actually did catch myself drifting into the archives this week and I sent a video over to my best friend and we, you know, we've grown up, you know, best friends since we were little ones watching wrestling. And I found a Piper's pit with Roddy Piper and Jack Tunney, the president kayfabe at the time came out with the 1987 WWF championship belt that was going to be on the line in the Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant WrestleMania three in the Silver Dome classic match. I saw like a Piper's Pit that I'd never seen before. Bobby the Brain Heenan and Andre came out and it just hit me with so many nostalgic feelings. This isn't a wrestling podcast. Well, it kind of is. I talk a lot about wrestling, but let's jump into it. I could talk about wrestling all day. The NBA is set. It is just incredible. The amount of entertainment that I received over the course of the last couple of weeks. It's so fun. I think I am really, really excited about some of these matchups. Um, Actually, as I record this, it's not set set. So we all get the chance and we will have gotten the chance to see Ja versus Dame, two of my favorites. Either way, I think we're winners. I think, you know, obviously I think the Blazers, you know, are hot and they have the advantage and the Grizzlies are kind of on the ropes with Triple J being out. But I think that should be a fun, fun plan. And I'm sure we will have all enjoyed it by the time this drops. But I think, you know, there's so many fun matchups in round one. And, you know, my mentality on this has been like with all these day games, it feels like I'm stuck in the Thursday and Friday slate of the NCAA tournament every year, which is not a bad thing at all. I love day games. It just allows you to escape it at a time when you're usually busy or at working. I'm fortunate based on my scheduling at work and the way I can operate that I have the ability to block off my calendar and just get work done when I need to. So that is what I'm going to be doing. I am glued in and locked and loaded in the Pacers and Heat matchup. I think 
the Heat had beat us three times this year. We got one on Friday with, you know, guys not being necessarily playing or in the game, but it was a good confidence booster. I think, you know, this Pacers and Heat have a built a nice little rivalry. You know, of course, LeBron always beat the Pacers when it mattered, but I think I saw Jimmy Butler on a clip with Rachel Nichols talking about the rivalry and how it's, you know, a thing and how they're ready to go. And obviously there was a flame up with TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler earlier this year in Indianapolis. So I am really excited. I think Miami is just done a hell of a job. I mean, Jimmy Butler is, you know, obviously scattered around a little bit and hasn't found his spot, but now he is really, you know, taking that leadership role in Miami. Bam is popping off. You got the three rookies. I mean, they're just they're just and Spolstra is doing a great job of adapting. And I'm going to talk about adapting later on in the show, but their team, they're no joke. They, they are going to be gunning. It's going to be a really tough matchup for the Pacers, but I'm excited. I think, you know, it could really go either way. I think the Miami is probably favored at this point, but you know, at the end of the day, I hope, you know, the, the Pacers have had to overcome a ton of adversity this year with Vic being out and now Sabonis is being out. Now a new star is blooming in TJ Warren. They've got great role players like the holidays. You know, it's Jakar Sampson. I can't say enough about him. He's, we're going to need him banging around with Bam. And so I just, I really like this Pacers team. You know, even if they get bounced early, they, I've had fun watching them. They're a very likable team. They all like each other, it seems. So I, I'm really excited for that. The match that I think we're all waiting for is the Mavs and Clippers. How about that? You've got Luca versus Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You can throw Porzingis in there. That is going to be a banger. The Clips got him the three times they played him this year. And, you know, it's so, I think the, on paper, with the Clips getting healthy and getting everyone back, they should win this. But at the same time, Luca is just, Luca right now and is just becoming a megastar and it just feels like we're going to get a game winner or maybe two in there. And if we get a game winner, the season might the series might be a little closer than expected. So I can't freaking wait for that. I know you can't wait for that either. That is what I am talking about and this is going to be so fun so much fun. So I'm so fired up for the NBA. I'm so fired up for the playoffs and I got to tell you I said it several episodes ago when I was building out my card strategy for the NBA playoffs, and I did give my winners at that, and I'm staying put. I know I've gotten a few DMs asking me this week, and I know a lot has changed in the bubble, but I am staying put and not wavering with my finals selections. And my final selection is the Los Angeles Lakers, led by the King LeBron James, with the up for best supporting actor, Anthony Davis, versus the Boston Celtics, the team that is just absolutely loaded with young talent. So that's it. That is what I'm staying to, sticking to it. I'm not wavering. I do think LeBron is going to win this thing. Come on. I know he might have to overcome Dame in the first round, which, gosh, how much fun would that be? But I think it's Le- LeBron. I think the LeBron is just not showing everything, and I'm not discounting the King, and this seems like this is the King's year. So in case you're wondering, not wavering, that's what I'm doing. All right. So I just want to say, like, I really want to thank everyone this week. 
it was really a special week at uh, stacking slabs. So I put out the on the the latest episode I was talking about the let it rip se- segment, and I announced I was like, hey, no one responded. Like, it's cool, but like, I don't want to have to come on here and talk about how no one responded next week. And I got a, a response, and it was an amazing response. And I woke up the next day in my Gmail inbox had five separate voice memos from you, the listeners that decided that they did not want the segment to die and they wanted to get their voice heard on Stacking Slabs. So I am so freaking excited to tell you that Let It Rip, baby, is going to close out this show. So we've got some listeners with some opinions and thoughts, and we're going to share that with all of you. So I'm super excited. I think the punchline is I want to put your voices on this platform because there's so many people that have so many smart things to say. And it's not just going to be this episode. This is an ongoing thing. So I encourage you, if you have something to say, email me stackingslabs at gmail.com. Drop a voice memo. It can be something that's pissing you off. It can be something that's helping other people in the hobby out. It can be a question. You name it. Like, get your voice heard here on Stacking Slabs. It's your hobby content alternative. Treat it as such. But when I got back into cards, you know, I just thought, man, there's so much nostalgia here. There's so much business, so many business opportunities. And I started Stacking Slabs as just a passion project. I was doing this for my company at work and I creating content and it was, we were doing a really good job and it was fun. And, you know, we got quarantine happened. I was getting back into cards. I was learning so much. I was sharing information, just one-off via social groups, Discord, my own accounts. And I was getting really good engagement. People liked the ideas that I had and people liked questions I had. So I said to myself, you know, this is going to be something that I think is going to continue to build. And I need to take my skill set as a marketer, take my skill set with creating content, take my skill set with knowing how to message and position. And I need to just start a podcast. And the goal of the podcast is going to be just share your thoughts and share your opinions. And because there's going to be other people like you who are jumping back in the hobby and want to learn. So that is what this podcast is all about. It's my journey in sharing, and it's turned into something quite amazing with an awesome audience, an awesome base of listeners who really get me excited to do this every week from the direct messages to everything else. All your engagement drives this and it really, really is special. And what I'm I'm doing here on Stacking Slabs is not creating content that's for everybody in the hobby. That's not what I'm doing. I don't want to, I don't want to blast out stuff and throw offers out there and do a bunch of gimmicks just because I'm about that number and about the audience. That's not what this is about. This is about creating something that is very, very special that we're all going to learn from. And at the end of the day, we're going to meet really cool people and it's going to help us and it's going to be awesome. I've met so many cool people since I've been doing this. So I'm excited for Let It Rip. I'm going to share Let It Rip with all of you. That's going to close out the episode. And it's going to get us all really, really excited. All right. So I was thinking to myself, with the close of the NBA eight-game bubble before the playoffs, it wouldn't be a closeout without creating some sort of list, right? 
So I was thinking to myself, man, you had all these breakout performers, all these card talk, you know, it just went on and on and on every week with each performance. Let's dig into some numbers a little bit and let's talk about my all NBA card bubble first team. This is my all NBA card bubble first team. This is not necessarily the best players in the bubble. This is the cards that there's criteria here. I have four part criteria when I was creating this list. And this is the type of stuff I love to do. I love to think about stuff and just create some silly list that kind of matters because we've all been talking about it for a few weeks. So here we go. These are the factors that went into this list. Percentage gains. So percentage gains of the card over the period of the bubble. Impact on the hobby. I know that one's a little abstract, but I can classify impact as buy-sell. I can classify impact as posts on Instagram. I can classify impact on memes, you know, memes. That that works. It's just kind of one of those things. So impact, something that got in front of our face that we like to talk about. Obviously, you got you to gotta talk on the court matters. So you got to share on the court. And then the card specifically, I decided to choose popular sets. So very familiar brands of cards that matter most in the hobby. All right. I might get a little heat for this, but I felt it necessary as I was really trying to break this down. And this is hard. There was like, there was a lot of cards that could have been on this list based on the criteria. But I, first and foremost, I had to, had to take the Devin Booker prism off the list. Devin Booker, I can say, if you're doing real MVPs in this last eight games, the conversation's Devin Booker or Damian Lillard, and that's it. There's nobody else in that conversation. I'm quite frankly, I'm not sure who I'd pick right now. I'm just not. They both were absolutely incredible. Like those two guys, man, they willed their teams to those positions. Just, I'm getting goosebumps. That makes me so excited as a fan to see that alive. It reminds me of just guys with passion and dedication. And those two guys are guys I'm about. I'm about Devin Booker and Damian Lillard. But Devin Booker was not put on the list, his prism, because of the Gary V post. Okay. And I just felt like I know Gary V, I think in retrospect, no one's really talking about it now. And I'm sure he will at some point, but. That, like, if you looked at his post of those cards, you're like, oh, this all makes sense. All this makes sense. And then when I was thinking about Devin Booker, I was like, man, like, so this is kind of like his prospect pick. And then I was like, you know, Devin Booker, I know he's young and he's a hell of a scorer, but like Phoenix is like such a tough situation. And it's like, is he doing that because he thinks that he might, you know, end up in LA someday, something like that. And so I was like, that's an interesting pick. He's a hell of a player, but interesting pick. And then here we go. This card is like, like ridiculous. And he got in front of that one. And so because he got in front of that one and because Devin Booker just was just a baller and that card just blew up, I took it off the list. Just put my mind at ease a little bit. So here's my list. First on the list is the 2018 Gary Trent Jr. PSA 10 Silver Prism. This card in one month saw a 635% increase. Oh, baby. 
it was $70 a month ago and now jumped to 515. There was one point when I was watching this guy just absolutely kill it. He was 25 for 38 entering one game at the three-point line. I mean, he was so wet. It was ridiculous. And the hobby responded. And that's really cool because that's a card like a lot of people could have been having and just thought it was nothing, but it was a silver, so they had it. And then here you go. So that card, there was a lot of conversations about that. Obviously, the percentage gains, his on the court was ridiculous. So that's the first. The second card on the list is the 2014 TJ Warren Prism Silver Raw. So his raw card, obviously, there wasn't a ton of data on the slabbed card because there just wasn't a lot of transactions. So there was a lot more transactions raw, right? Because there's not a ton of people probably got TJ Warren card slabbed because, again, out of nowhere. So from a three-month period, the TJ Warren card went increased by 4,688%, okay? So the, that, that prism three months ago sold for $3.54, and now it's selling for $241. That is absurd. Okay, so TJ Warren, I'm going to be honest, was going to make my list any way you cut it because he's been so much fun for me to watch as a fan. But like those numbers and that increase, you know, I I know he sat out resting his foot the last couple games, but those games, the Lakers game, man, those 39 points. I mean, he like he just kept getting better and that card kept going up. So that is why TJ Warren is on my list. Next on my list is a monster. And that is the 2012 Damian Lillard Silver Prism PSA 10. So I already talked about how I think this guy is like, you know, potentially the MVP so far, the bubble. He's a player I like. He's willing his team to win. So this card just had to be on the list. It sold in January, January 24th for 291 bucks. Don't you wish you would have bought that card then? <laughs> and the last sale last week was for 5K. Crazy. You know, and when I jumped back into the hobby, I looked at him and I was like, man, he's undervalued. And I, he's so good. I bought his uh, PSA 10 hoops rookie, sold it. That was a mistake, but that happens. So Damian Lillard, Prism PSA 10. The fourth card on the list is the 2018 Michael Porter Jr. Silver Prism PSA 10. It has gained 677% increased in three months. It was $210 and now is 1,734 cards. Hobby hype guy. People love him. He's killing it. He's got a playoff series. It all makes sense. Probably more conversation about Michael Porter Jr. than anyone else. And that's because people were excited. People were proud that they called that. People were, you know, genuinely excited to unleash the fact that they had six silver prism slabs and, you know, optics. And I saw so many cool Michael Porter Jr. PCs. And all those people get now get the fun part when something like this happens to make a decision, you know, am I going to hold these? I'm going to sell these and my hold some sell all the others. And that's the position we are all striving for when the stars align. So the fact that the stars aligned on Michael Porter Jr. had to be on my list. And it is not a list right now in the hobby without 
the hobby hero, Luka Doncic. So we've got the 2018 Luka Prism PSA 10 base. This card I've talked about is an iconic card. It already is. It's going to go down in history. Luka, every time I watch him, it's like a hybrid of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird in one. It's freaking crazy. This guy is unbelievable to watch. Oh my God, I'm so excited to watch him play basketball. This card, 101% over the last month. It was $979 a month ago. Now there was it was selling for $2,146 on August 12th. I bought this card for $410 on March 26th. And there is no way I'm selling it now. I did an IG video about this card and my thoughts. I'm not going to go into depth here, but that's a plug. If you're not following me on Instagram and you're, you're enjoying the content, definitely hit follow because I'm doing a lot of Instagram TV stuff. I'm doing some comedy stuff. I've got I've got some fun stuff I'm doing just to satire in the hobby. Hopefully you're all enjoying that. But anyways, that this Luca card is, I did a whole 10 minute episode on it. So go back and check that out. That card is just, it's iconic. And if Luca can beat the Clippers, goodness. I mean, one way or the other, I was listening to the, or joined the crossover, which is the Josh and Chris from House of Jordans, Josh from Cardboard Chronicles. And I've got another plug, but I'm plugging everything right now. I'm going to save this next plug. But that that episode that from this week, they were talking about Luca and if he loses and how his cards probably won't drop at all. And I 100% agree with that. But if he possibly wins, I mean, his cards are just going to be parabolic. So that card is what I think about the hobby right now. That's the card I think about. That is the card and that is freaking cool. So we've got 2018 Gary Trent Jr. PSA 10 Silver Prism, 2014 TJ Warren Prism Silver Raw, 2012 Damian Lillard Silver Prism PSA 10, 2018 Michael Porter Jr. Silver Prism PSA 10, and the 2018 Luka Doncic Prism PSA 10. All right, everyone. This is the last big push, I think, for football. I think if you're thinking about football, you got to be jumping on it right now as these playoffs are starting. I'm on like my level five of football buys, and it's because I've all been thinking about. So I'm not going to really get into specifics on particular guys, but what I can tell you is that right now the clock is probably the clock is probably you know ticked off. That's not the right word. The you know the clock has ended. I guess is what I'm saying. I on buying raw football, getting them back, sending them into PSA or BGS, getting them in time for the NFL to start. That is like really highly unlikely right now. So I think you got to take that into consideration. You know, some of these cards and some of these players that I've been recommending, it doesn't make sense to go like do expedited, whatever the service level is to get the card back in five days or whatever, just because like the cards you're going to want to buy probably aren't like the nicest cards of those players. And it just doesn't make sense. So I think right now I've got one last sub to go into PSA and I'm going to send it. I'm going to probably bump up a service level. My expectation for that is at the quickest I get it back, you know, in the middle of the season, but we'll see. So I think the, the, your thought process now should be if you got to pick your players and if you're buying cards, I would, but you got to, 
buy nice raw cards. I think that's what you'd either buy nice right raw cards with no intention to slab them up and sell them during the season to make some cash for bigger buys, or you can spend a little more money and buy slabbed cards that are currently undervalued. That is what I am doing on this evolution. I am buying slabbed cards of guys that I think are undervalued and guys that I think are going to hit. And when I, if you think about this and the way I've been talking about football and the hobby and DFS, hitting is like week one, you're T.Y. Hilton and you have 131 yards and two touchdowns. Then what's going to happen? That T.Y. Hilton card is going to blow up and everyone's going to want that T.Y. Hilton card. So I think like that's the mentality. And so Spoiler alert, I said I wasn't going to talk, talk about it. I am a Colts fan, so even if it doesn't work, they're my cards. I'm buying a lot of T.Y. T. Hilton slabbed chrome right now because I think, okay, so I love the receivers. Just think, when you're thinking about who you want to buy from a receiver perspective, think about the, who their quarterback is and then think about how many targets they're going to get. And on the target side, reverse engineer that based on some previous year's data. If they're new guys, you're going to have, it's going to be more based on expectation and situation, but like a healthy T.Y. Hilton with Phillip Rivers, I mean, just go look into that one and then go look at T.Y. Hilton's prices. So I am a Colts fan. So, you know, when I'm talking Colts, I like everybody uh, typically, but I'm just saying that's my thought process on football. You know, one thing I wanted to cover, I know, I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Chris Keller again. The big theme and my big takeaway from that was adaptability and the importance of adaptability. I just wanted to share really quickly just some insights on me thinking about stacking slabs and the position of stacking slabs. And I think this will let you into some insights about how I'm thinking about positioning and how I think about like building this community and marketing this show. I do a lot of studying and research of messaging, storytelling, things that are effective and people remember and listen to. And really, there's some structures around the way you're putting, you know, a pitch or your company or a podcast, things that you're trying to promote together. And I think the first thing that a lot of people do a bad job of is they want to position their products and its features. And when I talk about products, it doesn't need to be like a software solution or whatever. It can be like a person doing content and their product is a Patreon page that, you know, you're going to have to pay $9.99 a month to join because they've got data and insights that no one else has. A lot of people like to lead with that, the features, the functionality, the product. To me, I don't like to lead with that because I don't think it's effective for retention and sustaining long-term customers and long-term community building. I really, you know, my perspective is to really think about stories because people don't remember features and functionality. People remember stories. So that's what I like to do on stacking slabs because I think it's effective. So people tell stories. So in order to like, when you're thinking about telling you're positioning your company or brand story in the market, there's a structure that I really use all the time and it works because I use this in software industry. I use this in other different avenues. And it's a structure that was developed by a guy named Andy Raskin. So I'll shout him out. He gets paid a lot of money to help companies tell their story. So I study him and he has this structure. 
So the structure is there's a big undeniable change happening. So something that's happening around us that we have no control over. And for me and stacking slabs, that's new people are entering the hobby every day because of outside forces and it causes volatility. To me, that's my observation of the undeniable changes that are happening. New people in every day, people trying to learn, people trying to make money off of people, people trying to get rich quick. All this stuff is added together. No matter if we like it or not, it's a part of what we're doing. So it it teaches adaptability. In this world, there's always going to be winners and losers. So I talk a lot about that. I believe what we talk about is setting yourself up to be a winner, doing research, studying, doing homework, building relationships, putting money back into the hobby, those types of things. The drive by night, flips, transactions, like, you know, people ripping packs and leaving, content creators that are just kind of trying to get, you know, famous, like those types of things. That to me is, you know, if we're going to put a line in the sand and, you know, good versus evil, that's kind of the evil side. And, you know, if we're winners, like they've got to be losers. So that's like the positioning there. I mean, the elements that I think about from a slabs perspective. So then you got the big undeniable change. You got to show there will be winners and losers. And then you got to tease the promised land. And so teasing the promised land is that being a part of Stacking Slabs Nation will give you a chance to learn and it'll give you a chance to be a winner. And I believe that's true. That at the core, I, I believe that is exactly what thinking about every day when I'm engaging with all of you. And I put my name behind that. And that's something I'm proud of. Everything I say, it's got direction and intention. And it's trying to get better. It's trying to learn and get better. And then now, like once you start to tease the promised land and like people are like, okay, this is what I'm about. You know, people, then that's when you can kind of introduce the features or functionality or those things that are going to help you overcome obstacles in the promised land. To me, I think about that from a stacking slabs perspective is all of this, right? So it's like the hobby hustle conversations on Friday. That's like me trying to, create a platform to take to bring in someone who knows something that he's an expert or she's an expert in their field at that in the hobby and share it with you. It's this podcast. It's like me taking the time to like format this, think about this and share this off. Like that is what I'm offering you and I'm glad you're taking it. And then just social channels too, like what I'm doing and positioning or what I'm talking about, um, having fun, all that stuff. Those are kind of like the stacking slabs features. And then at the end of it, it's you got to offer evidence to see if what all of that you're doing is validated. And I think like, you know, some of the card stuff I've talked about, I just talked about a Luca card I talked about right when I started stacking slabs. You know, I hope all of you, you know, realize that like, if you're listening to the show, I might not give you like 100% answer on everything you want because we all have different opinions and there's nothing clear cut. But my goal really is to give you something that you can learn and, you know, try and try something new and learn from it. So I hope you all, that helps you understand kind of where I'm coming from and how I'm talking and why I'm doing the certain things. I thought that was important. And again, like that's a little bit of the marketer in me. I just wanted to explain a little further. All right. So I met someone a couple of weeks ago. That's the ultimate turn left when the market turns right type of person. And that's Josh from Cardboard Chronicles and who helped develop Card Ladder. I don't think I've talked about it on this show yet, but I know there was a tease on what card I bought with all those cells that I had. And the card was the Kyler Murray Silver PSA 10 Prism, population 57. Love Kyler. 
so much to talk about there. But that card, I just see tremendous upside. But I bought it from Josh. And so we got to talking and then I was like, let's, you know, let's get you on the show, Hobby Hustle. So I recorded the episode, the Hobby Hustle that will go live. This Friday will be conversation with Josh. I freaking learned so much and he's just like you and me, like amplified too. Like it was fun hearing his process and thinking about how timing, how he's buying cards, when he's buying cards. But I had a fun, a ton of fun there. So make sure you go check that out. I did write this down. I saw the commercial and I think it's funny, even though like I'm not his biggest fan and the Pacers are about to play them, but that Jimmy Butler, Mick Ultra commercial, you know, it's pretty funny, but at the end of it, it says it's worth it if you enjoy it. And I thought that was important. That's like the Mick Ultra like slogan. But I was like, you know what? Like that's kind of like true about the hobby and what we're doing. So that was just a nugget that I wanted to share. Content, you know, Jordan at uh, Sports Card Analytics is always putting out the he drop. Actually, a converse, his conversation with Josh this week. So yeah, you get a double dip if you haven't seen that already. So go check out that. It was a lot of I enjoyed uh, listening to both of them, two of my favorite people in the hobby. I want to shout out Chris, who's the Sports Card PT on Instagram. He's a great dude. Him and I have been back and forth for quite some time. But, you know, the thing I like about him is, is he leans into his superpower of being a PT and he offers awesome content regarding injuries and cards. And I just, it's unique, one of a kind. There's no one, there's not another Chris out there. And I just wanted to like shout him out because, you know, I just love when it's really evident when people are like leaning into the things that they're experts in in life. And Chris is doing that with, his account with the sports card PT. So like, this is like free information and he's doing it because he wants to, and he wants to be helpful. So like, it is like silly not to go hit follow on his account. You'll learn a ton. I do every week. It's awesome. Lefko talked with Matthew Barry sports cards. You know, it's, it's not stopping. Uh, Lefko's putting his uh, cards up on the hard cam on TNT. You're seeing that Dame Lillard rook and, Luca, just those cards are just out and about. So cards, man. That's all I got to say about that. Cards, man. But go check out Lefko's podcast. I've been loving it. It's fun. Kyle from Wax Museum. As always, one of my favorite podcasts in the hobby. He talked about, he talked with a Denver Nuggets collector this week. And I, it was so cool. It's just getting the insights in the mind of team collectors. I just had a ton of fun listening to that. Tim, Mountain State Cardboard. Keep up the good work. Go check out his stuff. So much fun. I love it. I love what he's doing. That show's just getting started. And I got a shout out on the wrestling side. My man, Brian Myers, made his debut for the Impact title against Eddie Edwards on Impact this week. And it was so fun to see him back in the ring. Go check out Impact Wrestling. Go support Brian Myers. All right. There was a little ripski that I did this week. So I found a load of Prestige Football 2020. I bought it. Hangers, megas, blasters. I allocated some, allocated some for my brother. Was looking for those heroes inserts, numbered cards, some autos. I actually thought I did pretty well. So initially. So I pulled aside a blaster, a mega, and I opened them. Two megas, excuse me. And the megas were bomb. I got a out of 25 Aaron Rodgers heroes, I put it up on eBay. It's already sold. I got a Jordan Love auto. 
and I got a Patrick Mahomes insert. I can't remember what the insert's called, uh, numbered. So th- that was cool out of two megas and some other, some other autos and some decent stuff. The blaster was terrible. My brother, he got a, he got a Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts auto in his mega. But then I had all this other product. The blasters had sucked. Put it up on eBay. Didn't sell it. Didn't know what to do. Finally just said whatever and ripped it. Feedback to everybody, which is, I knew this, but I hadn't ripped packs in a while. And I, you know, had some money to put towards that. So why not? You got to have fun. You got to do the nostalgic thing. I think my big takeaway from that was you have to, if you're going to buy prestige, don't buy the hangers. Don't buy the blasters. You got to buy the megas. That's it. If those pop up in retail, you see the megas, buy that. There's some value in there. So yeah, I think like there's been just so much to talk about. I think, you know, I'm doing one more a sub. I talked about that. I talked about Kyler Murray and why, you know, I like him a lot and why I bought his cards. He's my guy right now that I am trying to sell a bunch of these cards of these NFL players during the season so I can go buy more Kyler Murray because I believe in him so much. Let's close it out before let it rip. I want to talk a little bit about research. People have been talking about research. I think this is just four quick things on research. You got to have passion for it. You got to have people. You got to have a process. You can have technology. These are four elements that I use when I'm researching. So from a passion perspective, you got to think about it like you're spending the time to invest in players and you have to be interested in their day-to-day outcomes. I think that is important. I think you got to find the right people, ask questions, be proactive and reach out. Process, you got to compare stats. You got to do some comparative analysis. You got to use YouTube. You got to leverage beat writers. You got to use message boards and communities to gather information. You got to build your process for research. And then technology, you can use tools like CarLadder or whatever else you're using to dig in and look at trends. That's my thoughts on research. You should all be doing it. It should all make you excited. That is really, really important. All right. Final seg. We finally got here. We are heading to the let it rip, baby. Let it rip segment. Again, I had so much fun, you know, doing this. I would encourage all of you to please, please keep dropping those in. I'm going to do a giveaway. You can trust me on this one. It's going to be cool to my favorite, but definitely if you got one, reach out stacking slabs at gmail.com. All right. The first ripper we're going to share with you is my man, Matt, and I'm going to plug him. See, this is the thing. This is, you can be a smart marketer by doing let it rip because you get a plug if you got something. So Matt is been awesome. Him and I have been, had some back and forth. Matt does Catching Heaters podcast. Great podcast if you want to get better at baseball. But congratulations, Matt, from Catching Heaters. Let's get going, and here's the first rip. Brett, what is going on, man? Matt from Catching Heaters. I had to hop on here and let it rip, man. I could not leave you hanging and let this segment fail. We got to keep it rolling. So I want to take a few minutes and jump on here and send you a little snippet. Recently, you've been talking about going after, you know, legends and Hall of Famers in their um, perspective sports. And those are kind of the safer guys, especially the guys that are still currently playing. And I wanted to take a second and, and give your viewers a perspective 
you know, from the baseball side of things, I know you mainly go after basketball and football, but I thought giving you a little tidbit here could be fun. If you're looking at the three main sports and you're talking about, you know, baseball, basketball and football, I don't think there's any debating right now who the top, you know, legends or Hall of Famer or top player in each sport is. In basketball, you have LeBron James. In football, you have Tom Brady. Now, of course, that's starting to go towards Patrick Mahomes. But since Brady is still playing and with that amount of uh, rings, he is still the GOAT um, currently playing. And then in baseball, you have Mike Trout. And you talk about using card ladders as a tool. And of course, I got to give them a little plug because I do the same thing. And I think it's a very useful tool uh, to use when you're looking at uh, changes in some of these top players. And I I had to dive in and do the compare cards feature that they have and, and pull up these, the top three rookies for each of these three guys. And you look at LeBron James, and I'm looking at uh, the last year of sales for him. Uh, within the last year, the value of his cards were around 2000 and now they're, the last ones are selling for 14000 You know, the change on that is 579%. And the population of that card is about 2000 You look at Tom Brady, the Bowman Chrome, uh, PSA 10, which a year ago was selling for 1900 and now currently is selling for about ten grand. That's a change of uh, 412%. And then you look at Mike Trout. Uh, a year ago, his card in a PSA 10, the 2011 Tops update, was $912. And now these are selling for around $3,000. It's a 231% uh, change. And what I'm seeing in the past couple of months is people are really going after the GOATs, right? And you're seeing a, a big climb in LeBron and Tom Brady's cards. And Trout, prospectively, is growing as well, but not at a rapid pace like these other guys. He's a little more stagnant. I think there is a lot of opportunity in Mike Trout in the future. And you think about what he's done already. He's probably he's considered one of the best baseball players of all time already at his age 28 year. And he's entering his prime right now. He still has plenty of years to play. The big thing on him, got to stay healthy. If he can get some playoff appearances and get into the World Series, look out for his cards. You could see a big run. But thinking back on the topics that you're talking about with legends and you know going after these guys, I think now is the time to get in on Mike Trout. Because what is going to happen is you're going to see him continue to produce. Look at what he's doing already this year. He is an absolute monster. And with how hot the market is, I think he's delaying a little bit behind some of these other top tier guys because he is a little bit younger. So I think the time is now to jump in on Mike Trout. Of course, as always, guys, do your own research, dig into, you know, the cards and what you're looking at and the opportunities, but have fun out there. Enjoy it. Check me out, guys. At Catching Heaters, Brett, have a good one, man. Happy to be on here and let it rip. Take care. I love that. You got the baseball guy bringing the baseball knowledge on Mike Trout in comparison to LeBron and Tom Brady. That's something that certainly I know probably some of you out there are excited that some baseball content got put on stacking slabs. You know, Matt, that's an area that he's got a lot of knowledge on. So we'll have to get Matt on here to talk a little bit more and share his insights. But I think that's a really good perspective, a very good opening rip. The next let it rip name Cardinal, who I talked about him uh, last week. He asked the question about Canada and Canadian and buying these cards. And I actually, this is going to go full circle here. So 
Mike at Wax Pack Hero dropped into my DMs. And this is why I love this show. After my take and my recommendations, and he said, hey, just want to let you know, like, Com C's got a really good Canadian operation. And there, there's probably an opportunity for your listener to buy through the Canadian store at Com C, buy some of those football cards. I thought that was just such a helpful move by Mike to do that, to make sure that I thought of everything. And that was something I hadn't thought of. And I thought that was so good. And I know Mike is such a pro at Com C that he's just like a baller selling stuff through there. So that was awesome. So want to say share that with everyone up north. If you you know if you're buying football now, uh, ComC Canadian store might be a good option for you. Because I guess what I learned, what I didn't know is there's a distribution center in the U.S. and then I guess there's one in Canada. So that's new to me. If it's new to you, hopefully that'll be helpful. But here is what he had to say on Let It Rip. Hey, what's up, Brett? Uh, this is Name Cardinal subscriber to stacking slabs this is for let it rip i just want to give you a big shout out for all that you're doing i love the show i love the content that you're putting out there and i just wanted to say that people need to subscribe to your channel uh, and also your instagram page is fire keep up the good work name is the man such a great supporter and listener of stacking slabs i appreciate those kind words We've got another Canadian up next. How about that? We the North, man. Dave Lewis. Dave Lewis, let it rip. Hey, Brett. Dave here from Canada. I've really been enjoying the content on Stacking Slabs. Please keep it up. As a new collector, I've been surprised by the nightly fluctuations in prices in the NBA. My question to you is, has this happened historically or is it a new phenomenon? And do you expect the same thing to happen in the upcoming NFL season? Thanks. Take care. I think that's a great question. I think the NBA market is kind of at an all-time high in terms of the volatility. I have I jumped out of the hobby for a while. I'm jumping back in, so I have not been there. There have been some gaps in my collecting. From all intensive purposes, this is kind of the phenomenon. It's, you know, it's never moved like this, and it'll be interesting, and it's all I just think about just all of the signals and slabs on TNT. Mark Wahlberg posting stuff, Gary B posting stuff, like Matthew Barry talking with Lefko, like all of these things are going to add up to continue to expose the hobby to more people. So the indications that this is going to continue, when will it slow down? There'll probably be some points in there, but I think just it, the market is kind of moving at an all time high. I think, yes, I do think that this is going to be something that is going to continue during football season. I've talked a lot about that on my previous episodes. I think the DFS markets is going to help influence this. I think what you're seeing with basketball is going to translate to football. There's so many fantasy components. It's way more fun than fantasy football or DFS. I think it's more of a commitment and investment and there's more opportunity to win quicker. So whenever you can win more money quicker, that's going to prevail. So I do. I'm, that's why I'm loading up on football right now. Um, but great question. Thank you so much, Dave. The next one, we're going to have my man, John. So John goes by japes3522 on Instagram. He's going to let it rip. Yo, Brett, I got a rip for you, man. This is John, japes3522. Follow on everything. Quick little understanding. I hate listening to you know, people complain about selling a card and then talking about how they sold the card 
and it's five weeks later and they could have had X amount of dollars more. Well, first of all, you sold it. So you couldn't have anything. You know, you take your profits and talk about that. Secondly, everybody focuses on, on literally talking about money that they could have made rather than what they, what they did make. You know what I mean? So this isn't fantasy island. Like, let's talk real numbers most of the time. You know what I mean? That's the way to do real business. And number four is that, like, you sold it already. Hopefully you put it to good use. I don't know why you would sell it and then act like you didn't need to. Like, normally when you sell something, you needed to sell it. You know what I mean? You needed to. You felt compelled by, one, the price, two, a need to get that money, or three, you, you maybe you just made a bad decision. So why even, like, qualify it even more as a bad decision by talking about it? Number one rule in business, man. I never seen a business go out of business by taking profits. Okay, so let's just remember that as a hobby. You know what I mean? Best lesson, and I swear to God, my dad never even thought he was actually giving me a lesson when he said this. I was parading around the house talking about how much money I had when I was a little kid because I had it all in cards. You know what I mean? I had all X amount of dollars because Beckett told me so. My dad looked me dead square in the eye. I never forget this. I never forget this. And I'm sure he doesn't even remember this. But I never forget this. Because he's dead square that. He's like, you don't have anything. You have cards. And that's nothing. Until you sell that, you have nothing. So take your profits when you can. Okay? You have nothing until you sell. And once you sell, talk about your profits and be happy you move on. That's it. Peace out. Bro, <laughs> that killed me, man. That is what I'm talking about. That is how you let it rip. You could hear the passion in John's voice. And it, everything he said was so darn true. I mean, take your profits. I've talked about that. Don't look back. Like, don't don't regret selling cards and making money. That is a hell of a rip. That is a hell of a story with his dad. Man, I love that. That's what this is all about. Thank you so much, John. Everyone, go follow this guy, Japes3522. He said everywhere. I know I engage with him on Instagram, so go follow him there. All right, the last one. The final rip of today is going to be my man, Ben. Ben on Instagram at 515 Sports Cards. Ben, let it rip. All right, what's up, everyone? This is Ben. We're on Instagram, 515 Sports Cards. I wanted to drop a let it rip segment, so here we go. Um, an opportunity I'm seeing in the hobby is in football with wide receivers and running backs, um, especially those who are in their um, third to fifth to sixth-year seasons. Guys like Amari Cooper with a great situation down in Dallas. Sammy Watkins has an MVP quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Jarvis Landry with a new coach system in Cleveland. And with Baker and the loaded offensive weapons out there, hoping for a rebound this season. Uh, guys like Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and Aaron Jones. I'm a Packers fan, so a little bit of a homer pick there. But these guys are just extremely undervalued in the hobby. Mike Evans down in, Tom, down in Tampa with Tom Brady. Um, an opportunity I'm seeing is going to your local card store, um, going to eBay and buying these players, Topps Chrome or Prism rookies in bulk. Uh, I was just at my local card store a couple weeks ago. I was able to pick up these rookie cards at 50 cents to a dollar each. They're just falling through the cracks right now. Everyone's focused on basketball, baseball, the recent rookies in the NFL, especially quarterbacks. Um, I just think that there's great opportunity buying up these players right now especially with the nfl season coming it's going to be potentially the only source of football with how college football is um canceling some seasons and i just i I think there's tremendous opportunity 
and utilizing platforms like Starstock to see what people out in the marketplace are offering for these cards before going out and purchasing is extremely valuable because I was able to see, you know, people are offering $15, $20 for certain players and I can go to my local card store and pick out those same cards for $1 to $2. So tremendous opportunities out there. Um, I know there's plenty of platforms out there, but I just thought I'd give a quick shout out to Starstock. I've had good uh, success there and then just just wanted to share those thoughts with everyone. Thanks. Ben at 515 Sports Cards. Awesome dude and absolutely correct take. I have been talking about receivers for months and buying NFL cards. I love what he was talking about. He gave some specific players. I think one thing I have been very keen on recently is going into those tops Chrome rookies, the guys that are established in the league that have a good quarterback and are in a good situation to still produce. Devontae Adams is probably the most undervalued buy right now in the hobby. I've scooped up several of his uh, BGS refractors, 9.5 this weekend. I got some of his autos. His card's like, this guy, okay, here's the deal. Look at his quarterback, for Christ's sakes. You know, think about him and think about what he's done when he's healthy. He's going to get a ton of targets. He's an excellent football player. So guys like him, guys like T.Y. Hilton, like those are the guys that Ben is, you know, those types of guys. I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be looking at these rookies and year two guys, but there's a lot of opportunities with these established guys. I love the idea of going to the local card shop, buying them up in bulk. Love it. Man, I had so much fun with that. That is awesome. Keep that coming. Email me your let it rip at stackingslabs at gmail.com. I want to hear it. Let's keep this freaking going. That was fun. You have a chance to win. Win what? Coming soon, but it's going to be coming. So that was awesome. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Stacking Slabs. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. I got, always got time for you and got time for reviews. That would be so kind. Make sure you follow Stacking Slabs across all social channels. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>